0: welcome back to the second hour of love babs love talk i am babs Rolls ivy i got my bestie hey ife michelle gardine
1: hello hello good morning
0: good morning <laughs> how are you
1: i'm good yeah thank you for having me today of course
0: because you're ready to kick off the year of baldwin Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> for, for those who have been under a rock and ain't on social media <laughs> uh Ife Gardine uh Ife Michelle Gardine and her crew at uh Elf City lit and culturally lit right uh they culturally are lit. they are celebrating the year of Baldwin James Baldwin who will be turning 100 years old this year and so they have created a whole year of activities uh to remind us and reacquaint ourselves with James Baldwin and and the and the uh, prolific work that he has put out there that is so relevant today it's Freaky, <laughs> what is it about Baldwin Ife, that that uh that has um, captured your your imagination and makes you want to celebrate a whole year of his one hundredth and a birth birthday?
1: Well, because our mission, of course, you know, I started this whole thing was to to enlighten everyone of all races, especially ours, about the the significance and contributions of writers of the African diaspora. Um, And James Baldwin's essays, books, stories, plays around race issues, um, Negro issues, like without being, were real, without being like a a sad story. Mm -hmm. Like I love St. Hansberry, who he's dancing with in my earrings, right? But a Raisin in the Sun is like a misery story. James Baldwin <laughs> was like woke before there was a woke. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right? a good way. to. I like that. That's a good way to say that. Like
1: When you look at like, and, and then like I was watching I Am Not Your Negro and some of his other interviews yesterday um, from YouTube. And there were interviewers that just asked some crazy questions to him. Like he's a black man. Like, why wouldn't he want to be somewhere else where he was treated better? <laughs> <laughs> and and Jay's Baldwin had a range of work. Like, I mean, from from a uh, go telling on the mountain to Giovanni's room. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> to their eyes, ain't, to their eyes of watching God. Like, I mean, Amen Corner, Amen Corner. Sorry. Getting my people mixed up. That's right, but,
0: because they were contemporaries. So Zora Neale Hurston was his contemporary.
1: So yeah, and, and she was a little bit older. I just, I yeah, I, a little, a little bit older, but yeah. but still, you know, their eyes are wide. Watch- I mean, Amen Corner to Giovanni's room to, I am not your Negro. Like <laughs> he was, he was so conscientious and so aware. And um, was thought of as like um, a rebel, I guess, in some ways. But appreciate it even more. And and folks need to know that like this mess that we're going through now ain't new.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It ain't new. People been predicting stuff. So, so. So, talk about when. When do you start to kick off this the celebration and honoring of James Baldwin? So the the first thing is January twentieth
1: at um, the Bricks, twelve Victor Street in Hamden, where we'll have um, uh, the our poet laureate, a New Haven poet laureate, Sherman, Influencer Life Little, and New London poet laureate Josh Brown. Doing um, Baldwin poetry tribute, and we'll have some music and some food. It is a pay what you can because you know we need some donations for our year. So we, I do raise money for Lit Fest. It ain't like I'm independently wealthy, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it costs money to like rent spaces, and every time we have an event, what people don't realize is we have to get event insurance. We have to get um, all kinds of things. And and I pay everybody. I pay the, the entertainment. Um, and we're going to talk about, like, there's going to be a book, a monthly book club starting at Possible Futures um, that is not, not like a book club, but a book group. Mm-hmm. So if you've read, there, there are books on a list for every month. So if you've read or not read any of the books, we're just going to be having discussions about them. Then on the 29th at the um, Mitchell Library, we're going to be showing the film I Am Not Your Negro and have um, a talk, like a discussion, kind of talk about it. um, That will be led by um, Eric Clemens, CEO of Concat Concorp. Um, And we have, and I'm uh, planning an event at the key to be determined date to be determined
0: Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. um but that will be uh a um dramatic reading of several of his of excerpts of james baldwin's readings so we're inviting actors to come to to go to the monarchy look at james baldwin's papers and select an excerpt um to do that so that's but that's a date to be determined so
0: coming up so you have a whole year i mean the goal is is to do something every month in 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 the year of 2024
1: well over the course of the year
0: Mm -hmm.
1: every month is a bit much yeah yeah. Because I still got to plan Fest and we have DiasporaCon coming up on um, um, <laughs>
0: April twenty first. <21st. laughs> sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to add more to your your big big ass plate. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Getting ahead of I'm so excited. I mean, that was the
1: plan. That was the plan. But then I like is is you know my staff they work other jobs, and um like I do this all the time, but it it's a lot.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, 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 what, what do you want people to to know about James Baldwin, who who may not be readily familiar with his body of work? I want people to
1: get an understanding of the depth of his work, of how and get motivated. Like it's saying Kofa. It's like look back on the things that he's written. There's something for everyone. Like like for real.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he, has... he, he wrote about family, he wrote about religious things, he wrote about uh homosexuality being black and uh I
1: mean he was dealing with LGBTQ and BIPOC and and oppression and government mess, like in the oppression of everyone. Um he was a humanitarian, he was so many things, and and folks need to know that he was just more than a black gay writer, and he he made choices about why he he left the country, as mm-hmm. a lot of Renaissance writers did, like a uh, uh, artist did, like Josephine Baker, I mean, and even current, and more currently Tina Turner, like they chose to live somewhere else where they were more accepted. Not that you can escape oppression and racism anywhere in the world, but
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: except maybe on the continent. But um I want people to take away that, like, like at least read something of Baldwin's or, or or look at the film or or look at some of his interviews and see how insightful it is. And all these the the activists and the folks who were um who are out here, you know, artivists. <laughs> <laughs> to get some motivation because um oh god now I can't remember I should have wrote down one of his quotes is about how art is is more than more than visual art is makes you think art makes you gives you a, a catalyst for taking action art brings awareness and his and his literary art did that in every way I mean, the Amen Corner is about the dynamics of like a church and a play. Like it, it's just so profound to me, the depth of his writing and how far he went with it.
0: Yeah, and how? Yes, I, I'm always struck too. Um, I, do you do you think a James Baldwin can exist today? no <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, because that's pretty that's pretty profound, well Babs
1: uh, I believe and there may be somebody out there coming up up and coming I you know um like when tanahhee Coates came out with what's his uh against the world of me or the world of me or whatever, and they're like, oh, he's the next day, and no he's Tonys Coates. he's him right because he wrote to his nephew or son in his time he wrote to his son in his time in this time and James Baldwin was writing for that time and inspiring people for the future right and so and he had nothing to lose like like he literally Spoke and wrote like he had nothing to lose, whereas like you listen to people sometimes and they they at the verge of that, and then it's they won't you know I can't say no I there may be a James Baldwin ish inspired or person out there, they won't get the attention (laughs) Mm. (laughs) because when also when I look at these the when I look at the interviews with him or look at I Am Not Your Negro, like it was a time where people were fighting for civil rights more and and folks were having, were more apt to having the hard conversations. Now everybody gets all sensitive because it's not mm. like you're going to offend this one or I got to be included or this or that. And everybody is included in those conversations, mm. right? Every He addressed all issues equally. And not like categorized and things are so categorized now that everybody gets offended. So people are like, Oh, I can't like, they don't want to say this, that, or the other. So it's restrictive.
0: Mm, that's and a good And when you, when
1: you speak to something like you have nothing to lose, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's real. It's more
0: real. It's just more real. I love it. So 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 what do you make of all this book banning? Because I'm sure there are some Baldwin books that are banned in places where they're banning black books about black culture and black activism. <laughs> you know, people the people
1: that are banning the books are not the people that are they're not taking their time to read all these books that they're banning. <laughs> they're, they're not even reading the synopsis of the books that they're banning. They they don't even Freaking have a clue what they're doing it's like i saw i did see something too yesterday i was watching so much stuff um about the nazis burning books mm. right right before they because it's a way to limit people when i was young and, and probably when you were young there, a lot of things that we read books that we read took us somewhere else Introduced us to somewhere else, opened up a world to us that we became curious about. When people read to their children, like people become more, it, it, it just opens up their world. It shows them, even if it's Dr. Seuss or whoever, because they they man in Dr. Seuss, right? Because yeah. what's wrong with Dr. <laughs> Seuss now? Like, it's a freaking rhyme, people. Like, damn, <clears throat> green eggs and ham, really, really. <laughs> <laughs> like they're breaking down too much stuff now. I'm I'm really working not the cuss, Harry. <laughs> but you know, it's it's ridiculous. Like what you you're banning is you want so instead of freedom of speech or freedom of thought, you want everybody to think like you. And so these people have limited the people that are banning the books have limited minds. Florida. You know. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, there's I get there's pockets of people like in within Florida that are I guess doing their own book clubs and it's probably independent bookstores shout out to them if they're maintaining their businesses down there because you need to do stuff like that. Yeah. Despite the banning of the books. So the books can't be in a public library. Okay, well then. Maybe the Library Association can give book clubs, I mean, uh, independent bookstores a a means to, or the publishers who have more money, can give independent bookstores a a bunch of books that are banned and to give away. There's ways around it. So, you know, it's just ignorant people to me. It's just like, I, I just can't believe the level of the ignorance of people that run this country. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so so france um took took baldwin in welcome baldwin love baldwin um and they in paris are planning activities too to celebrate uh uh james baldwin turning 100 so what what have you what have you heard or seen or or know about what's going on in paris so um a group of academics um
1: uh in professor anthony pender based in Uh, At Emory University in Massachusetts, um, our Baldwin Scholars, and they have, um, for I forgot how many years, had this retreat, this Baldwin retreat, writers retreat, and in Paris, and they also in Turkey. I believe he was in Turkey for a while, and so they they bring writers together, a group of writers together, to like visit Baldwin the places where he was and he lived and they create a curriculum around him and also, um, inspire to, for you to inspire, to write your story. And, and it's a wonderful thing. And I, I hope to go this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to travel the world free, free. <laughs> it would be nice, but you know, somebody going, it's going to be a finance somehow. Thank you. Lord, I'm putting it out there in the universe. <laughs>
0: Yes, and, and Ife needs an assistant, so pay for us to go to Paris, so he can celebrate. You're going to be in law school. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> books, books can travel. <laughs> so, all right. So, talk a little bit about some of the things. I mean, you talked a little bit about some of the things that you're planning, but um, but uh, what do you? What are some of the things that you're most excited about?
1: What I'm most excited about is um. The actually, the book discussions. I'm not, I'm most excited about all of it. Um, the book discussions is like, I, I want folks to come to get to gain an awareness. You don't necessarily have had to go through, like, I got the books up here. Like, I, got, I am not your Negro, so we're gonna show the film so you can see the film and you don't have to read the book. But, um, what else I got? I got, um, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Like every, every month, you don't have to have read a book, but if we can, if you can come to a book discussion and we can inspire you to at Mm. least pick up one of Baldwin's books or look at his body of work and apply it. Like I would love for it to be an inspiration, um, the film discussion, as well as the, the book event, um, and the, the. The talk we're planning at the Bonnetee to be motivation and inspiration for for artists, for activists, for people who like, oh wow, you know, spark some kind of thought about how you're how what you're doing in activism or how you're uh, what your approach is to it. Because people really think stuff is new. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know one of my favorite things by baldwin is his uh his his critical analysis of uh native son which is you know one, oh. of, those, one of the stories i just absolutely hate like i just absolutely hate it not not because i, I don't i don't hate it because it's black i hate it because it is not for black people it's not written i think for black people and i feel the same way that james baldwin felt that that this was not a real authentic attempt at showing some, showing folks who we are. I think it was for a very specific audience to continue a narrative about what they believe about us. And this was, this is an easy, an easy uh, uh, acceptance for them to say, Oh yeah, that's how they are. (laughs) Well, it's like that book that, um, that
1: movie that's out now, is it out now American fiction that I want to see with Jeffrey. Right. Um, and 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 there and there could be a debate going on now about like there is a a genre that is urban fiction because the books are gonna come out anyway <laughs> <laughs> and Richard Wright was writing from his space of where he is like I really you black people are are some of our are, are are more accepting. Of how we are in our struggle, and other people are not, Babs. And and there are folks who think they still think the Native Son was a painful book to read. And even more painful movie to watch. and a play. Like, and a play. It was oh. painful. As as beautiful as Victor, whatever his name was, that played that role, he's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, like he's you find the, the most beautiful man to play the most miserable thing. <laughs> Uh you know, and <laughs> it may be and we gonna get somebody writing about oh you know, native Son, blah blah, okay. Because again, everybody ain't woke. It, like, like James Baldwin's just like brought like if if there was a term at that time, he was woke. And there were other writers during that time that, that weren't. I mean, Zora Neale Hurston, her stories too, they're so rich and real. Right and and speak to the human side of people and why we have to do what we do or how mm-hmm. we have to behave. Like there's a story behind how people, why people are, how they are. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, and they don't and nobody flips around the side of the of Native Son that says, you know, bottom line was, I hope I'm not offending. I don't care if I'm offending. It was a drunk white girl, like. Who was trying to seduce him?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and he didn't know what to do with that. uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you, know, you yeah. know, Karen got drunk <laughs> and yeah. tried to seduce him, and then it was what nineteen fifty something. So that that turned left, and for Best. Richard, that was that was a reality. I mean. It, that's that's just how that was that how i feel about that anyway (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i i I love the fact that baldwin was like we gotta talk about this Mm -hmm. like we we can't just let this be out there and no critical analysis be done about it do you know what i mean and the same way that you would you would have critical analysis about any you know you would have critical analysis about any book that that spoke to uh uh the the Black experience, no matter who wrote
1: it. And it is, and what we have to understand too, because people are quick to get offended about a movie coming out or or something else coming out that, oh, that ain't us. That ain't no reflection of us. You know, it's not. Like, okay, Medea ain't everybody's experience.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's somebody's experience because Tyler Perry did the chitlin circuit to a whole bunch of churches all around, and that's that's the foundation for now. He can make whatever kind of movie he wants, whether he was in a dress or not. People mad at uh, the buzz now is um, Cat Williams and his whole diatribe about how he, he's saying all this stuff about all these other actors because he on tour all the time and they on TV, they not on tour like they, you know, although Kevin Hart is on tour for ridiculous amounts of money. <laughs> <laughs> like he needed <laughs> but you know what i what, what i my point is that there's always going to be there. there always needs to be the all the every version of how we are mm. I believe, right and james baldwin in his just brilliance says, "Okay, I'm challenging this. I want you to know that this, this is not our own. This is that's his. That's Richard Wright's story. That's not our story. That's not the dynamic. and And basically, he said what you said. It was not written for us. It was written for you to feel good about lynching. Yeah. <laughs> it was for yeah. like for real. If you think about it, that just gave." You know reasons yeah. for white academics to like say, okay, well, you
0: know, our our t- white women are not safe in the company our of white black women, men. Are not safe even if they work for us, they're not safe, and so therefore, this is the punishment.
1: And we can kill a thirteen year old boy who whistled at claim the woman claimed whistled at her mm-hmm. without listening to her, because again. Karen got drunk and the, <laughs> the synopsis of native son is Karen got drunk and was trying to seduce him. And he did not know how to handle that. That wasn't his reality.
0: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and we could <can> go deep, <laughs> but but that's, but that's, you know, and I, I love it because we could have this Baldwin conversation in 2024 because it is so very relevant in twenty twenty four, it's still very relevant. It really is. I mean, um, if I mean, there- look at Jonathan Majors with that woman. Say mm-hmm. it's for me. It's the same foolishness. It's the same. Oh yes, it's the Damn. same conversation, as far Damn. as I'm concerned. And, and and yet,
1: yet some folks don't learn the lesson of sometimes you can't mess with. If Karen ain't been with no black men until the black man got famous, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> she listen. She didn't lose her Marvel contract. He lost okay. his Marvel contract. Okay. Okay. She got all kinds of sympathy. And I'm and I'm not defending whatever whatever happened in that vehicle. Whatever happened. I mean, we heard that ridiculous phone call. You know that the she. I mean, she she saved. I mean, she taped him saying all this ridiculous stuff. Exactly. You know, I, I, it's a heavy, I, I feel like it's a heavy price to pay. He's paying a heavy, heavy price for, for, for this. I don't know. I, I, I would say a lot of it is a, a unfair price, but every price is pretty much unfair. I mean, no, no one is gonna, it, it'll always be people will be like, he didn't pay enough. There'll be people who will say he shouldn't have paid at all. You know, it was unfair. It was unjust. I mean, it, there's enough of that. Um, and I, in I the just, meantime,
1: then I've heard that his, you know, being with um, the sister now.
0: But ain't a, but ain't we always the rescuers in these stories? <laughs> we either the mama, the mammy, the auntie, the girl. You know, we are always because <laughs> she was not his first choice. This bridge not, called. This bridge called my back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which is
1: he, another book that people need to look up. This bridge yeah. called my back. This
0: bridge called my back, and uh and so I, I, so you know, all of us that sit sit and watch this play out. I mean, we, you know, thank God, you know, no, no white mob came and killed him. But you know, when you when you take somebody's livelihood away from them, it's 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 the same as far as I'm concerned. Because where are you gonna work?
1: He got work, and the way he works is visibility. And if nobody is saying, "Come make a movie with, come and do this," although you know, you know, the black community is forgiving, so
0: we are very forgiving. So somebody, Tyler Perry, give him a job, or uh, (laughs) whoever else is out there making films, right? Ava DuVernay might, she might. I don't know. I don't know how she feels about it.
1: He might put him in something somewhere down the line, um, or yeah, Spike Lee might not. No. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been with his sister in the first place.
0: <laughs> so I don't, you know what I mean? Like so, so the Baldwin conversation um, it's timeless. Uh, is timeless. It's so timely and timeless. It's so timeless. It is.
1: He. His just body of work like I have to I've been spending some time rereading stuff I'm glad I was cooped up in the snowstorm this weekend (laughs) because I like just rereading stuff and and re acclimating myself and, and and confirming why this is really necessary and at this time when there are wars going on when there are people thinking of like just disrespecting each other
0: yeah
1: yeah completely and not like james baldwin talked about sources of thing. like this is why people are doing this when you do when this is the result this is the consequence when this is a thing happening this is a consequence
0: yeah that's pretty and, powerful. It, and the
1: consequences don't go away they just yeah. don't
0: yeah like generational consequences, <laughs> like like we're still paying for stuff, right? Like we still, like we seem to be the only ones still paying for enslavement, for misogyny, for racism, for I mean, we're we're paying a heavy, heavy, heavy price. Uh, still, it is never ending. No, it seems never ending. Yes, it
1: never ending. Yes, 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 so, yes, yes. Anywho, so. so. I am not your (laughs) Negro January 29th on January 20th at the BRICS 12 Victor street in Hamden Mm
0: -hmm. come to the James Baldwin party. Yeah. See, that's the thing. There's a party. There's a celebratory component to this. So people don't feel like, Oh my God, I don't want to come and be dragged through some, you know, whatever. No, it's celebratory of this man's body of work and the life that he tried to live. And the gifts that he has given us that still speak to where we are in 2024. Cause we're going to have some
1: good music beyond the salt food truck is going to have some good food. Woohoo! And um, we're going to have some complimentary beer and wine. And we're going to have the poet, the black met ma- two black male poet laureates from Connecticut. Um, Charmant influence of life, inaugural poet laureate for new Haven. and. Josh Brown, urban poet from New London, are going to um, do some some Baldwin. They're 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 th- they're originating some poetry Baldwin inspired, and I love mm-hmm. that or both mm-hmm. of them because they're they're just brilliant. Because um, Charmant blew it up at uh, the inauguration. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that democracy poem. But anyway. Yeah, so come out to those things, go on um, our website and Possible Futures website for the monthly book clubs, and yeah, come
0: through. I Mm -hmm. see. I like it. That's a good idea. So I want to see y'all out there. So come. Go to the websites, and if you're on social media, I mean it's it is it is everywhere on social media, which is really nice. And uh, we're gonna blow it up for the inner city too, so we're gonna put it put it on our pages, um, and so it'll it'll be a good time. I mean, and you have a whole year of things planned, so people, so if you miss one thing, don't feel like oh my god, I missed it for the whole year. No, there's there's going to be stuff coming up um, that you'll want to be be a part of.
1: Yep. And we're going to look out for, I mean, things will be coming up because Charmant will also, I forgot to mention in March, we'll be doing a um, poetry workshop from with Baldwin um, writings as prompts or something like that. And that's in March also at Possible Futures. Um, And then the Beinecke thing will be, we'll announce that date soon.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Ife. It is always a pleasure to have you on. You're welcome to come on anytime. I appreciate you know, it. As things come up, come back and we'll talk about them. You know what I mean? Like as as more Baldwin activities come up and, and bring some people with you if you want.
1: Yeah. My people will be working other jobs.
0: I know, right? The culture really let people, it's like the hardest working people in town. God. <laughs> they all in these art streets. They are in these art streets working 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 so so yeah so i i will be at at pretty much all the baldwin uh, activities because i am a baldwin devotee uh and i think i think this is such a perfect time so thank you for for uh elevating baldwin for this for the city of new haven uh because i think this is timely it's really timely and and we could get a few people to to get reintroduced to baldwin or introduced to baldwin then i think you your your work is done <laughs> that's the point like you know just come out and learn yeah you ain't
1: gotta we, we ain't asking you to read like the whole body of work like we have <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm I, I, read. I read i talk a
0: lot but i read too y'all yeah she is an avid reader as am i and I think that's a good idea, Efa. I might start rereading some of the Baldwin stuff, too. So it's a, I'll pull my stack of Baldwins and just jump into something, see what's happening. So
1: thank you thank so much you
0: for so your much. time this morning. It's good to and see you. And shout out to
1: my team, Charmaine, Juanita, Zania, and now Isaac Bloodworth. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got to yes, keep the Naomi
0: community tight. Naomi.
1: Yeah, I I love my team, but they at work. They working hard. They working. They gotta be at work.
0: (laughs) So, thank you so much. All right, thank you, Harry. Play us out. Thank you, Harry.